Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I am your host, Diana Tucker. We're going to have an awesome and blessed podcast today. But before we get started, I would like to thank God for his grace, guidance, and mercy. And I believe that he is the one true living God. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and spending time to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. I pray and I hope that this podcast will be a blessing to you like it's a blessing to me because we are all a work in progress. So let us get ready to receive the message that God has in store for us today. And again, welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Tucker. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, today is the last Sunday of August. Yay! A lot of people this week, like I said last week, has started going back to school. Um, And also, like I said, probably more than likely everybody in the United States will be going back to school the first week of September. My mind just went blank, so forgive me. (laughs) Anyway, I hope that everybody had a wonderful month of August. I pray that everyone enjoyed their summer because summer's about to end for a lot of people. And I'm sorry that that had happened, but hopefully when you go into September, you know, going back to school or coming off vacation, great things will happen for you, for you and your family. And let's get into our today's scripture reading for today. So our scripture reading is coming from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, and I will be reading from the New King James Version. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and and watchful in your prayers. So I'm going to read it again. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. What what is what is Peter talking about? Like what was going on for him to even to have said that in this letter? So as we read the first part of this verse, he said the end of all things is at hand. So he already is like giving us hints that Christ is coming soon. And he's also telling us to be serious. We need to start being serious. We need to start taking this literally that Christ could come at any time, like this has been preached for, for years, and to be watchful in our prayer. We need to be very careful what we pray for. But most importantly is that we still need to be in prayer. So when we look at it, it's like Peter's like giving us like the writing on the wall of what's going to happen. If we fail to take heed to the warnings that Christ has given us, because if we go back to the Gospels, you know, Jesus is like telling us that, you know, we got to repent. We got to forgive. We have to turn to God. We have to demonstrate to be, you know, good church leaders and also to be good servants to one another. But one of the things that we kind of fail to do is that while we doing all of this, we still fail to listen, to like really 
listen. And I know that a lot of us that heard this saying, you know, you only live once. Well, that part is true. But while we living this life that God has blessed us with, how are we actually living? Are we seeing our life as a feast? Or as we see our life as a blessing and as a role in someone's life to be a blessing and to encourage them. You know, there's a saying that says, each one teach one. So are we actually teaching someone some life skills of how they could be prosperous by leaning on God, by by going by what the Bible says? Or are we teaching them how they could do things on their own strength. And if we're doing that, we know that's not in line with the word of God. You know, we're always supposed to be encouraging people to go to God for everything. Because that what uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 talks about. You know, pray without ceasing. And, you know, of course, give thanks to God in literally everything. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to look up that verse real quick. And I'm going to read it word for word. I'm not going to paraphrase it. I'm going to read it. So I'm looking it up right now. So. Okay. So one of the things that. I noticed, too, is that when you're trying to do the right thing, we do get a little discouraged um, because we are um, around people that's not trying to do the right thing. And all I could tell you is this. Don't give up. Stay focused. Stay grounded. And just allow God to just work through you and in you. So starting at chapter... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17, starting at that verse, it says, Pray without ceasing, and everything gives thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. So again, this is like a good example of the writing on the wall. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read just a little bit of of Daniel 5. Because if you're familiar with this uh, chapter, it talks about uh, Belshazzar. He is one of um, King Nebuchadnezzar's son that uh, he held a great feast for thousands of his lords. And, of course, they was the only one that was there. Uh, the lords had their wives and his concubines, and they were just having a good old time. And they were actually using vessels, the gold and silver vessels from the temple that Nebuchadnezzar had taken, you know, that was in Jerusalem. But the part that blew me away is that while he was having a good time, in verse 4, it says that they drank wine, praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood, wood and stone. I think if if you was to read this chapter, it's like he totally forgot what happened with Nebuchadnezzar, like the things that Nebuchadnezzar went through 
when dealing with, you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I think he forgot that story because what happened next was in verse 5, in the same hour, the fingers of a man had appeared and wrote opposite uh, the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that, um, that wrote. So imagine, you know, you're having a good time, you're having, you know, this, this big party, you know, all the people that's important to you is there, is, you know, like when you go to parties, you like, you know, if you wasn't there, you know, you missed it because everyone was there. So that's what kind of party it was. But his attitude, his mood changed when you see like fingers of a hand just floating in the air writing this message. And so in verse 6, it talks about how his continents have, have changed, his thoughts, he was troubled, and they said his knees were knocking because it says here his knees knocked against each other. They were knocking. So he cried aloud, and he had all his astrologers, uh, soothsayers. I mean, he called all the wise men of Babylon to, like, read this, and he was promising them that they would get clothed in purple, chain of gold around their neck, and they'd be like the third ruler of the kingdom. Of course, they they couldn't read what was up there because we know that those fingers was the hand of God. So what he wind up doing is listening to his queen, and she said, what about Daniel? You know, Daniel will be able to interpret what was written on the wall. So if we go down to verse 13, it says that Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and Daniel said, uh, and said to Daniel, are you that Daniel who is the one of the captives from Judah, whom my father, the king brought from Judah? I have heard of you and the spirit of God is in you. And that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. So he identified that the spirit of God was in him. And, and, and sometimes that's how we got to uh, start representing ourselves as being children of God. Because if you are, you will have the same spirit that Daniel had in him, in you. So as we go all the way down, he, same thing, he promised Daniel, you know, the purple robe and the, and the, uh, the chain around his neck and to be a a third ruler. But I loved what Daniel said to him in verse 17. He said, you can keep your gifts and give your word to another. But he said, but I'm still going to read, you know, what was written on the wall. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to read this because I want you to know what happened. But before he interpreted, he reminded him of what happened to his father. And sometimes, you know, to learn a lesson, you got to remember what happened before so you'll be able to see how it's happening again. You know, like the old saying goes, there's nothing new under the sun. So he was trying to show him the same behavior, the same conduct that he is displaying. Like right now to God, his father did the same exact thing. So in verse 18, it says, O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar, your father, a kingdom with glory and honor. And then he said, he gave him all people, nations, and language trembled and feared before him. So Nebuchadnezzar, he was feared, but his kingdom was, was powerful. 
But then it says that if we go down to verse 20, his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened because of pride. And we got to remember that pride was the reason why Satan got kicked out of heaven because he felt that he was equal to God. And not only did he get kicked out of heaven, one third of heaven got kicked out with Satan because they believe, <laughs> when you think about it, oh my gosh, they believe Satan who was created over the creator that he's right. That's how people are right now. We are all creations from the most high. We, we are created from God. And for you to make people believe that you're just as equal as God, that is the same sin, the same sin of pride that caused Satan to get kicked out of heaven. Pride is dangerous. Okay? So what happened to him, he wind up losing his kingdom he actually wind up dwelling with the wild donkeys. He became like a beast. And if you go to verse 21, it says they fed him with grass like oxen and his body was wet with dew of heaven until he knew that the most high God rules in the kingdom of men and appoints over it whomever he chooses. So God is the one that does the promotion. God is the one that plays people in leadership roles. But we always got to remember there's a reason why God does it. We will, we will never figure it out, but there's always going to be a purpose and a reason why God does what he does. Because, you know, if you look in the scripture and in, in the book of Psalms, uh, it says that he could do whatever he wants. God could do whatever he pleases, whatever he pleases. So going back to Belshazzar, Daniel just straight pointed it out, you have not humbled your heart on verse 22, although you knew all of this. He knew exactly what happened to his dad. He knew exactly what his father did, but he felt with this attitude, you only live once, and that happened to him, but it won't happen to me. And he probably had this attitude like it's different now. But we got to remember, he is the same God then, now, and forever. So this is what Daniel told him. Verse 23. And you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you. You and your lords, your wives, and your concubines have drunk wine from them. And you have praised the gods of silver. You have Praise with God's vessels. You're praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, and iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hands knows all your ways. You have not glorified. So for those that, that's trying to have a hard time to understand what I just said, I'm going to break it down. He's praying nothing. He's praying and praising to nothing. Nothing. The gods of silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and witness. God made all of that. So he, he's giving praise and worshiping items, but he's not worshiping the creator. And, and, and Daniel even broke it down and said, God holds your breath. 
and knows all your ways, but you don't glorify him? So he said, then the finger of the hand was sent from him, from God, and this is what was written. Many, many tickle ufar harsin. This is what it means. God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Ooh. God, and, he, and it said twice. Many, many was said twice. God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. And then a forest. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the uh, Persians. So he heard Daniel, but he really didn't hear Daniel. He still was determined to give Daniel that cloth with purple and a chain around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. The sad thing is he didn't hear a word Daniel said. Because that very night in verse 30, he was killed. And Darius of Meda received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. That same night that he seen the hand written on the wall, God took his life. Again, if we go back to verse 23, towards the end, it says... And the God who holds your breath in his hands owns all you owns all your ways, and you have not glorified. And then when we go to verse 30, he was slain. God took his life. But Daniel told him, He holds your breath. So the writing is on the wall. We have all these ministers, ministries. We have all the saints out there that's trying to do the work of the Lord to encourage you to do the right thing. This is the time to yield towards listening to what God has called for you to do in your life. Everybody has a calling. And I think I said it before in my podcast that, you know, we get so caught up of being part of a ministry. But guess what? You have a ministry. Everyone that becomes a child of God, everyone that accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior has a ministry. And your ministry is to go forth and to share the word of God. That is your ministry. God wants us to stay humble. Just because you have a ministry doesn't mean that you become prideful. That will be your downfall. We have to stay humble loving, and forgiving. In Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 3, and I'm going to read the New King James Version, it says, Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who has upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. You will be hidden. You may. If you seek righteousness, stay humble, you may be hidden from God's anger. But if you choose not to live according to God's will in your life, you're going to be exposed. 
and you have to deal with God's wrath. So, saints, listeners, the writing's on the wall. Let's be aware of it. Let's be obedient. And let's trust God with the process of him being first in our lives. As always, I encourage you to read, read the scriptures for yourself so that you may get an understanding of what God is trying to tell you. Take care, everyone. Love you. God bless. And I will see you in September. Thank you so much for listening to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I pray that you was blessed with the message. And if you have enjoyed the message and would like updates of new episodes, please subscribe and share with others. You can also leave us a message on the link that is posted on the podcast page. And you can follow us on our website, www.vbministry.com www.vbministry.com You can get updates of our Bible studies, request prayer, and if you would like to contact us. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. May God bless you in every aspect of your life. Take care.